Let's stick to the agreement, which it seems now is uh, just a matter of hours away from being announced on the Northern Ireland Protocol. I'm joined by Stephen Kelly, who's Chief Executive of Manufacturing Northern Ireland. A very good afternoon to you, Stephen Kelly, and thanks for taking our call. Good afternoon, Brian. Now, you, I believe, had the chance with other business, with other business leaders in Northern Ireland to have a conference call with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak um, last week, I think. And I didn't get details at that stage of what was in the offing. But from the point of view of manufacturers and businesses in Northern Ireland, what would a, a good deal on the, the protocol look like? Well, the, the first priority for the business community as a whole in Northern Ireland is that the UK and the EU actually find agreement because we certainly ran the risk for a significant part of uh, the last couple of years that the UK would unilaterally take action themselves, the EU would respond in terms of legal infraction proceedings and instead of this relationship being improved in the interests of not just the people in Northern Ireland but the UK, Ireland and the EU, we would have seen an escalation in the conflict which would, in, would have been hugely damaging to everybody involved. So it, it appears that the, the first priority and the first ask that we as a business community have made which is find collective agreement uh, is something that's going to be delivered upon later on this afternoon. The details will emerge in due course, but the reports indicate that there's agreement on uh, these red and green lanes for goods entering Northern Ireland, uh, that there's uh, moves on trusted trader status, uh, that uh, the EU is satisfied with the, the data that's been provided by the, the British uh, authorities so they can uh, assess trade flows. Uh, what does all of that mean for businesses in Northern Ireland? Well, I think what we're beginning to see here and what, what the, the picture that begins that is beginning to emerge is that those goods that are destined for final consumption in Northern Ireland, so that's largely stuff in and around retail, which represents about 70% of what crosses from Great Britain into Northern Ireland, that those goods would be treated with a different status than perhaps uh, the components, ingredients and raw materials that would go into our processing industries. Uh, and it's quite clear that the UK and the EU have now uh, come to a position where they believe that that doesn't have an impact on the uh, the EU single market and as such it doesn't present a risk to the EU's market. So resolving at least 70% of uh, what travels from GB and TNI takes a huge amount of pressure over uh, a lot of traders here. Oh, I think we seem to have lost Stephen Kelly's line there, have we? Will we try and get uh, we try and get Stephen back? Re-establish contact with Stephen Kelly from Manufacturing Northern Ireland. You're there, Stephen. Sorry for the difficulties with the line. Um, you were explaining uh, the uh, the impact of this possible Brexit deal in terms of easing uh, trade flows and, and business transactions for your members and others in business in in Northern Ireland. The fact that a deal is now it seems just uh, just perhaps a matter of of hours away. But, but speak to us, if you would, about the opportunities that, that this might all present for Northern Ireland uh, companies, both to be within the EU single market and, and still have access to the UK market. Well, it's an extraordinary opportunity, and we, we already see that certainly our manufacturing businesses and others are, are taking uh, that opportunity by both hands. Uh, for the first time, our export sales have surpassed the sales that we make to GB. That isn't because our sales to GB have declined. It's because our exports have grown quite significantly. Uh, every day and even today in meetings I've been having with manufacturers, they're looking at uh, this unique opportunity that, that's provided by unfettered access into the rest of the UK marketplace and our goods freely circulating in the EU's marketplace. And this is really important because if we can create prosperity in Northern Ireland, all the evidence confirms that actually you build the peace process as well.
Uh, the, the hope will be that this deal may allow for the restoration of power sharing at Stormont. From, the, from a business point of view, getting local politicians uh, back in charge uh, at Stormont, um, is, is that a priority? Is that something that could make a positive contribution to economic development? Absolutely. Uh, we, we're at the, the cusp of the 25th anniversary of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. Uh, the eyes of the world will be on us during that period in time. And we need, just in the simple terms, we need a minister out there batting on behalf of the North Ireland economy and our businesses. Uh, in the absence of that, it's been left to others to hopefully talk on our behalf. There's decisions to be taken around infrastructure, what investments to be made. But more particularly, we've decisions to be taken to sort out our health services. And we know that one in four people in Northern Ireland are currently on a waiting list. That's one in four of the workforce as well as one in four of the general population. So we need our politicians back and bring some order to public services and to get our budgets in place. Very good. Stephen Kelly from Manufacturing Northern Ireland. Thank you very much for that.